It's all happening in the world of cricket. The Sheffield Shield clash between WA and Victoria on day two has come to a close. We've got the T20 World Cup to kick off right around the corner. Australia taking on New Zealand in their first matchup on the weekend. Joining us down the line to talk all the latest when it comes to cricket is Brendan Julian. Brendan, welcome back to the program. Good afternoon, Matt. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Brendan, how about you? Yeah, very well. Looking forward to the T20 World Cup coming up. Uh, a little bit shaky for the Australians, but uh, India played pretty well. That that could be a, a bit of an omen. If they uh, get off to a good start in this World Cup, India, they could well and truly get it to the final. Mm. What, what did you make of yesterday's match against India? A bit of a collapse for the Aussies in the end. Shami came in and bowled a few rippers. Is it a concern for you, this lead-up to the tournament that the Aussies have had or not? Did you read much into yesterday's match? Oh, look, I, think, I, I don't think it's the ideal start. I, I wouldn't say they're cruising along like India and England. They seem to be, um, you know, firing all cylinders, those, those two countries. I think Australia's probably chopped and changed a fair bit. But, look, I, I don't think their preparation has been ideal. I mean, they've suddenly played in India. They've gone to Brisbane and played. They've gone to Perth. They've gone to Canberra. They've gone back to Brisbane. I mean, they've travelled all around the world, and the tournament hasn't even started. So I think their preparation and the scheduling has been pretty ordinary uh, for a build up to a World Cup where other countries have uh, done done the right thing, stayed in one area, done a little bit of travelling, but not as much as the Australians. So I don't think it's ideal. I, I, no, I, I think the Australians will be looking forward to the tournament starting and probably settling down a little bit rather than flying all around the place with warm-up games. Being at home, does it create an advantage for the Australians? I think it does. I mean, you know, obviously they're... they're you know, they'll have family and friends around. That's always a good thing when, you're, when you've been on the road such a long time and as we get start for another summer. But I think the conditions, they know them pretty well. They know the, you know, the change rooms. It's more about being familiar in your surroundings. They understand that uh, uh, how the pitches play, what they're like, um, weather and all that type of thing. So I think it's an advantage. Aaron Finch, he looked pretty good yesterday. What did you make of his performance? Not bad. Not bad, Aaron Finch. Um I don't think he's batting the probably the best way he, he you know, in, in current form at the moment. But I think it's good that he made some runs. I mean, seventy six or fifty four. Anytime you do that and you and you um, hit the ball in the middle of the bat is a good sign. But I, I hopefully he gets off to a great start against New Zealand, the STG, and he gets past Trent Bolt. Um, and if he can do that and get us off to a good start, then and then that'll be you know that'll be key for us at the T Twenty World Cup. How important is it for the captain of the Australian squad to be in good form, or at least in you know solid form, and, and be a solid contributor throughout the tournament? Well, in, in T Twenty cricket, um, you need all your players to be firing. There's no doubt about that, um, and particularly at the top of the order. I mean, opening the batting in T Twenty cricket is the best time to bat. So you've got to make sure that you know they take advantage of that. You don't want a, a player that's not in good form and you carry them right throughout the whole tournament. Basically, in the UAE. Um, he wasn't in good form at all and, and Australia ended up winning that but that was basically one I think by a little bit of good luck and good fortune with Stoinis and Wade in that middle order so look it's an important part there's no doubt about it because if he's not in good form it's a bit of a distraction but I don't necessarily think he'll play after this World Cup anyway I, I think he'll retire from mm-hmm. T20 cricket and probably ease back into more domestic uh, T20 cricket well, earlier this year, he announced his retirement from one-day cricket and therefore relinquishing the captaincy role. It has been announced today that Pat Cummins will take over that position. 
and he is the new Australian captain for one day cricket. What do you make of the decision? Yeah, well, I thought I actually thought that might make Steve Smith captain um, and, and sort of relieve Pat Cummins of, of that burden of, of one day cricket. But as Pat Cummins said, uh, and Cricket Australia have said that you know that just because he's been named the official captain doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play every game. I don't think he can play every game. I don't think he can play every format. He'll lead Australia into the next World Cup next year, but I don't think I don't necessarily think he'll play every One Day International from now till then. So I, I think we'll see the vice captain and, and maybe um, Steve Smith come into that role. Because there was speculation that it might be Alex Carey or it might be Steve Smith, but I think what they've done is well, well let's just make him captain, and then um, we'll wait and see. There's some One Day Internationals after the T20 World Cup against England. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if someone else sort of leads the team in those games. Mm, okay. Uh, just back to the form of certain players. Glenn Maxwell, uh, 23 of 16 yesterday, but he, he's been shaky in the build-up to this World Cup. Do you have the confidence in him that when the games do actually matter, he'll be able to turn it around? Well, it, it, it's a, it's an interesting question because I don't think his form has been good in the last 30 or 40 innings. His form wasn't that flash in the last T20 World Cup in the UAE. Um, I, I think it's a bit of a concern, but what we need with Glenn Maxwell is we need his bowling. Um, he's got to be that second backup spinner. He's very good in the field. To me, he looks a bit tired. I, th- I think he looks a bit like he's sort of um, going through the motions um, and, and probably needs a break from cricket. We haven't even started the summer. Look, I think it's a concern. There's no doubt about it. Um, one thing with Maxwell, though, is he won't waste any time, so that'll give other people you know, an opportunity. But I think Maxwell in Finch's form has been always a bit of a concern in the last year or two. Um, but the way the team is playing at the moment, um, they've been able to get out of it. They've been a little bit lucky. But, you know, certainly his form yesterday. You know, he hit four fours in that innings of 23. So, you know, he, he's got the ability and he's got the ability to turn around in the, in the big moments as well. So we'll have to wait and see. Does luck play much of a part in an event like the T20 World Cup, considering there's so little room for error? Look, I reckon, you know... You need a bit of luck. There's no doubt about it. And I, I actually thought that Australia were probably a little bit lucky even to win it. The way that Stoinis and Wade played in the final of the UAE against New Zealand, um, it could have gone either way, mate. You know, in the end, it was a couple of inches. You know, just going past the field or just missing the stumps and just going to the boundary. So mm. you do need that, but you need to, you need to take the chances. There's no doubt about it. If you, if you drop catches or you um, miss opportunities, uh, it'll cost you a game. Uh, but yeah, you, you need a little bit of luck in cricket. But you know, luck favours the brave. You've got to you've mm. got to chase those shots and chase those deliveries. So if you're not doing that, then then you're going to fall by the wayside. So you know, you've got to chance your arm. All right. So in your opinion, Brendan, what does the initial uh, eleven look like for the Australian uh, side? Well, I think against New Zealand, uh, you know, Mar- Mar- Mitch Marshall bat three, Warner and Finch will be at the top of the order. Maxwell will bat. Um, bat four. I think Stornis will be five. Uh, Tim David six. Matthew Wade seven. I, I don't think that's going to be too different from what, from what it should be. I don't think Steve Smith will get in the side. I think Hazelwood, Pat Cummins, and Mitch Stark will be the three bowlers in Zampa. So I think that's our our best side uh, heading into game one at the SCG. Um, you've got the backup bowlers of obviously Maxwell, the part time spinner, but can also bowl four overs. Um, you've got Stornis who can bowl, you've got Mitch Marsh who can bowl as well. So there's enough cover there, no doubt about it. But I think Tim Davis definitely got to play, and I think he squeezes out Steve Smith. 
what's the feeling like over in the eastern states? How big of a build-up has this World Cup had, and uh, is there a bit of a buzz? Yeah. Yeah, look, I think it's getting there. I think, you know what's disappointed me, man? I could not believe they wouldn't let crowds into those warm-up games up in Brisbane. Mm. I, mean, I cannot understand why um, they wouldn't let crowds in there. You know, there were, there were people that wanted to support India. There were, there were people that would have gone to Australia. They should have opened the gates up and let them in for free. That, that's been a little bit disappointing. I, I, th- I think the build-up has been a bit disappointing. Um, but hopefully, you know, the sellout crowd at SCG on Saturday will be good. Um, a massive crowd of the MCG for India Pakistan mm. will be will be good as well, and that's the ideal way to kick it off in the first week. Certainly is. How important is it for the Aussies to get off to a good start against New Zealand, and what do they have to do to come away with the win? Well, you know, any any tournament you've got to start with a win, um, and especially at the SCG, you, you'd go in its favourites over New Zealand. I don't think I don't think New Zealand are probably hitting their straps, um, so I, I'd expect us to get out and knock them over. I think, I think it'll be with the ball. You know, we've got to be aggressive with the ball. We can take early wickets in the power play. I think um, Kane Williamson probably not in, in the best nick as well. Conway and Finn, uh, Finn Allen at the top of the order. If you knock them over earlier, it'll put pressure on um, New Zealand. I think early wickets will be the key. We always like to chase, so we'll win the toss. We'll bowl first. Um, there may be a little bit of rain around. That could be a bit of a concern, but I, I think from a bowling point of view, we've got to make sure we were aggressive at the start. I, I reckon they'll open up with Mitch Stark and probably Hazelwood. Um, I don't think they'll open up um, with Pat Cummins with a new ball. That's what I'd do. I'd be aggressive and, and um, you know, take it to New Zealand. All right, just a couple more before I let you go. What have you made of a few of the results so far? Namibia, how about them? They've uh, gone and beaten Sri Lanka. We had Scotland upsetting the West Indies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what have you made of a few yeah, of the results? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Namibia beating Sri Lanka. I mean, I, what, what that tells me is Sri Lanka are probably in a you know precarious sort of state at the moment. You know, the administration back at home's not. You know, they've made a change of parliament. They've changed their coaches. They've changed a lot, a lot of things with their with their setup in Sri Lanka. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that they don't look settled and, and lost to Namibia. I'd expect them to get through to the Super Twelve stages. West Indies. Well, you know that. We played them in warm-up games, and they just didn't look as disciplined as they should be. Their, their, their bowling was okay, but not great. Their batting was just trying to hit every ball for six and didn't really try and, you know, graft a, a decent score. Um, they didn't run between the wickets well, and their fielding was okay, but with, you know, bits of flashiness. They're just not disciplined, the West Indies, and they can get knocked over, as, as we've just seen, quite easily. So I think, you know, the West Indies, Sri Lanka... They're a big part of international cricket. We've got to make sure that they're firing. Um, and I, I suppose we're always going to get some great stories out of um, you know the, those teams that are looking to qualify for the Super 12 stages. So it's up and running. They, those games are in Geelong, so it's great to get those games out to the sort of country areas and um, hopefully we'll see some um, good cricket. Who's your favourites to win the tournament before I let you go? Oh, look, I think the Aussies would have to be. Um, I'm, I'm, I think England are pretty good at the moment. Um, they, they look really, really well. But I tell you what, if India get out and blast away Pakistan on their first game, I reckon India will be a firm favourite straight away. They're, they're, a, they're a quality batting lineup. Uh, their bowling is good. Yes, they've lost Boomerah, but I think they can cover up Shami and, and a few of their other bowlers. But form's a big thing. And I think India get off to a flying start, they'll be hard to beat. But Australia, England, India, those will be the top three.
Brandon, been, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting on the program. As always, thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the T20 World Cup. Good on you, Matt. Thanks, mate. Thank you. And there he goes, Brendan Julian.